0: The following program, the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying selling and financing your home with expert advice from acunet mortgage and realty and now here's david wickert and tim holtman good morning and welcome to the acunet mortgage and realty
1: show i'm david wickert senior loan consultant chief client experience officer managing owner once again joined by senior loan consultant tim holdman good morning tim good morning david excited to be
2: back for uh round number four of young guns mortgage
1: (laughs) if you have a question or a comment you can call or text us on the old national bank talk and text line 855 616 1620 old national bank get old you can also grab a podcast of today's show and past shows wherever you normally get your podcasts all right tim here's our agenda this morning One, headline busting. This is so enjoyable to do headline busting. Love it. Then I did want to return to what I have begun to call the witch's brew of rates. As in the last week, we've had some developments. Yeah, a little
2: little of this, a little of that. A little
1: of this, a little of that. Pinch of this, you know, recipe that. And then we've got some stories, as always, because that's where Headline World meets Real World and turns into people buying houses. Yeah, reality, yeah. I wanted to start with Headline World, though. There was a breathless headline from the folks at Redfin, which is a public company and a large brokerage firm. And their headline was two out of five sellers.
2: (laughs) Which is 40%.
1: Offered concessions in the month of April.
2: And concessions is a fancy word for sellers gave a credit to the buyers. There's
1: something. Maybe reduction in price, credit, something. that The the
2: buyers can use towards closing costs, prepaid expenses, rate buy-downs. All those things.
1: And so the number was 42%
2: point something. Yeah.
1: And as always, my immediate thought was, not here. Not in our backyard.
2: (laughs) Not in the five-county greater Milwaukee metro area. And
1: their data did not drill down to the Milwaukee area. But I can tell you, from frontline experience, if you are a home buyer and you want to go out looking for a home here in the month of June and you're expecting some kind of concession, I am afraid you would be disappointed.
2: A hundred percent. And like you said, this article, if you're just scrolling through your Google feed, like I do and I'm sure you do if you're yeah. just winding down at the end of the day and, and we're not educated in the mortgage business, saw this article, you would think, oh, this is great. I'm out house hunting. I'm just going to include an ask of some kind to the seller right up front because f- over 40% of people are doing it, right? That is a national statistic and... As you and I both know, this market in our backyard is super competitive right yeah. now. And there's no way that you're going to get your offer accepted if you come out of the gate asking for that. Because there's going to be 10 other offers at least where they are not asking for a seller credit. And if you're the seller, you're going to throw that one in the trash probably almost right first, away. Maybe, yeah, maybe the home sale contingency ones first are going in the trash and then the ones asking for seller credits <laughs> are going in the trash. And- uh I th- this is why engaging with
1: an excellent buyers agent and your loan consultant mm-hmm. at Acumen Mortgage is the dose of reality yeah. that any home buyer needs to
2: understand. Yeah. Cuz a good an experienced buyers agent is going to say the same thing. It's like, "Oh, you're writing an offer on a home in Walcottosa for $350,000. A seller credit is going to you're going to you're just wasting everyone's time including your own, frankly. If you're <laughs> Offering that right out of the gate it's or not, asking for it.
1: Yeah. It's um uh, funny enough, uh, this past week I was at a closing, and uh, one example of how to not get your offer accepted that I heard of was um, you can do something called post-closing occupancy, where after you buy the home, you can the seller can reside you,
2: you, you in the home. You allow them to stay there for a little while longer. Right, for X number of yeah. days. And that's okay, but I know where you're going the, with this. The buyer
1: <laughs> wanted uh, to wanted a three thousand dollar security deposit from the seller in order for them to continue to be in there after they, you know, close on the house.
2: Oh wow. Which so is the, so the e- seller wouldn't get that three grand back until they left and, and left the house in good condition, Correct. I'm assuming.
1: And at, at, <laughs> that's an efficient way to insult a seller oh, yeah. and get them to not accept your offer. Right. Which in this market kind of all it takes. Your agent and your loan consultant would say, don't do that.
2: Yeah. You can offer the post-closing occupancy because sellers like that, but don't make them set aside a chunk of money that they don't get at closing until they move out. Or, you know, it's minimal. Don't make them pay rent to you. Don't make them pay $80 a day or $90 a day because- that is enough for them to say, "Ah, I'm going to go." How with
1: dare you! I've lived in this home for 25 years, and yeah. you think or, I'm going to trash it or, right
2: after I sell it to you? Or even not that it doesn't. I mean, it. It's just there's so much competition that even if they're not insulted by that, they're going to just go with another offer who isn't uh, asking for that. So why shoot yourself in the foot?
1: And, and as I tell my clients, uh, if you read a headline. Text me, message me, and we'll put the Milwaukee lens on that headline. You know what I was thinking? It's because it's not even in the Milwaukee market. It's all the submarkets. If you have a house, your neighbor, if it's a different size home than yours, is a different market. Your your next-door neighbor can be a different market than you, let alone the five-county area, let alone across the country. All right, so that's headline busting here in segment number one. When we come back, I want to get into which brew of what is influencing rates and how does that impact monthly payment when you want to go buy a house. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620
0: WTMJ. Buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: Welcome back to the
0: Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's
1: Tim. Good morning. As always, I enjoy headline busting. And what I wanted to segue to we're not busting these headlines, but it's buzzwords in the air. And in the last week, Congress, you know, figured out this whole debt ceiling thing. And markets, um, as I was getting ready for today's show, I reminded myself, you know what? Nobody knows what rates are going to do. Correct. And in leading up to the, as everyone was hemming and hawing over uh, debt ceiling, markets were drifting away from us. Oh,
2: yeah. Like the last two weeks, pretty much every day, rates were getting slightly worse. Right.
1: And then... Uh, resolution to debt ceiling, you know, who? OK, guess what? Markets uh, rallied and yeah. rates improved,
2: which it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe someone out there was predicting that. But my one of my rules of thumb to just try to simplify uh, rate movements to customers is generally bad economic news can be good for mortgage rates yeah. and vice versa. But that w- was not the case in this instance. Uh, you know, debt ceiling resolution is good news. But it, it, caused, yes. it caused mortgage rates to improve, to, to go lower.
1: Exactly. And, and yet, you and I both have a story that we want to share about how homebuyers who we are actively working with, I have a Chicago couple uh, that I spoke about last week. Hey, yeah. they got the accepted offer. Yep. And you have a client this past week who also got yep. an accepted Biden offer.
2: Bynum yeah.
1: Who, it's great that rates have improved in the last week. But if they hadn't, you know what these folks would have done? Still be buying a house. The exact same thing (laughs) that they were planning to do
2: one week ago or two weeks ago. Tell me about your borrower. Yeah. Out out West, yeah? Yeah. So they they currently live in Menominee Falls and just looking to get a little bit more space. Their kids are getting bigger and rowdier and all that stuff. So they have been looking for almost two years, I think is when I first connected with them. And, He's an MD at the Medical College of Wisconsin, so super busy guy. Wait, is this the same? We, t- we spoke about, is this the oh, same this guy
1: from a couple weeks ago?
2: Different MD. And I would love to do the mortgages for <laughs> all uh, Medical College of Wisconsin staff oh, who might yeah. be listening, and <laughs> Children's Hospital of Wisconsin as well, because we, we, we love them. Everybody. Yeah. So, you know, super busy guy, touch base uh, every so often, and kind of out of the blue, last week, he calls me up, with, Tim, we saw a house. Me and my wife really like it. Keyword, wife likes it. And, you know, we we're, we want to make an offer. Uh, what do we do? Awesome. Their pre-approval was expired. because Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been like, a while. It yeah, it's like six months since we spoke. And um, I said, no problem. I'm going to refresh everything. Okay, purchase price, this, property taxes, this, you know, refresh your income, all that good stuff, shoot them out the pre-approval later that day. And literally... Quick service. Let's not walk
1: past the fact that it's just like, I called my guy Tim. He got me my updated pre-approval. Bam. You're not waiting a day or two for your bank to get back to you. No.
2: Uh, If you're waiting for your mortgage guy to get you a pre-approval in less than, I would say, four business hours on any given day, you need a different mortgage guy. Oh yeah. Because even if I couldn't do it, and you helped me with this over Memorial Day weekend, I was out on a farm in Black River Falls, Wisconsin. I had no cell service, and I didn't have my laptop, and my one of my realtor colleagues needed a Updated pre-approval, and I texted you, and you, you oh. stepped up and got it done. So Teamwork makes the dream yeah, work. Come even on. Even if we're not available, we, we have people who can uh, pinch hit uh, for us as yeah. needed. But back to my uh, MD borrower. Uh, he, in the course of that conversation, do you know what question he did not ask? Tim, what are rates doing? Yeah, Exactly. It didn't. It, of course, rates matter because they influence the monthly payment, but that had zero bearing on whether they wanted to buy this house or not. The house was right, and that's kind of all that mattered. Because inventory is so brutally tight right now, that it took them two years to find a house that matched their location, the the other aspects of the house that they wanted, and that was more important. And you know, I'm not saying this is a one size fits all uh, answer, because obviously, you know monthly payment is going to matter more for some than others but what I would say is that in this market because it is so brutal uh, in advantage of the sellers and to the disadvantage of the buyers despite headlines you might read uh, yeah. uh, in your feed yeah uh, my line that I would say to all the listeners this morning is if, if, rate, if mortgage rate is your number one most important factor for if you are going to buy a house or not this is probably not the market for you unfortunately no uh, if you are wanting to buy a house either you know a first time or a move up buyer for life reasons your first kid is on the way kids are getting bigger well for these
1: folks um, kids we have are moving teenagers
2: out. yeah kids are moving out you want to get into a smaller house maybe you want to get into a different school district those are the real life reasons that are going to make someone want to move and buy a different home and has nothing to do with rate for this
1: uh, client of yours too Getting into the home is only kind of what I'll call step one, chapter one yeah. of this pile of money called the mortgage, because over time, when opportunity allows, you're going to pick up the phone oh, and be like, absolutely. hey, borrower, let's make that money cheaper, lower yeah. rate, smarter. Yeah.
2: And, well, and to that effect, once he got an accepted offer, I did a really nice evening phone call with both him and his wife. We did a go-to meeting, and we looked at all of those options, rate, loan length, down payment amount. And that's when we had the more the strategic conversation of what mortgage do you want to get into the home and then maybe, you know, what options do you want for your mortgage in the future when rates do come down. Nice.
0: Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTNJ.
1: Another uh, story of a couple who are deciding for life reasons. It's time for them to buy a house. I spoke with these folks last week and when you call... The pros at Acunet Mortgage, you can get your rock-solid pre-approval on Wednesday and have your accepted offer by Friday. Whoa. And that's exactly what happened. So this young couple, it was the second home that they
2: saw. It was the first offer that they actually wrote. Hold on. Say that again, because I'm trying to set the expectation (laughs) with at least my customers that... You're going to have to write more than one offer before magic. you before you get in the winner's circle. So say that one more well, time.
1: But here's it I, I'm going to all the strong reasons why they did a one and done. Yeah. It was the first offer they wrote. They wrote just a little bit above the list price. Okay. They had 20% down on their rock solid pre-approval letter. They wrote that offer before the weekend. They wrote that offer on Friday. Maybe it was Thursday night into Friday. Sure. And I spoke to the listing agent. Bob, I think is his name, honestly. And, <laughs> and he and I were on the phone for 10
2: minutes yeah.
1: because he wanted to connect with me, the loan officer, to be like, tell me about these people. Yeah. How,
2: how good is this financing really? How my, safe is it goodness. really? My
1: goodness. I was like, this could be a radio spot be, because they are that strong. Our pre-approval is that strong and that good.
2: Next best thing to a cash offer, right? You
1: bet it is. And, you know, it's always a fine line. I never want to give away more
2: details. No. We're never going to share a borrower's personal financial information with any real estate agent, whether it's the buyer or the listing agent.
1: But I sure advocated for them. And uh, huzzah, the next day they had the accepted offer and was so strong. Part of the reason why the listing agent called me, they had an entire Saturday full of appointments, open house, yeah, showings, and yeah. people walking through that oh, house. Oh man! And our buyers were so strong, they pulled the house and said, sounds good.
2: Wow. So they pulled it off the market and said, we're just going to take this awesome offer. We got what we want. Yeah, we're going to take the bird in the hand. Wow. Here's the other um,
1: detail, though, because it's about... Give the seller what they
2: want. Mm-hmm. This is also a relocation. Oh. A relo. So the seller is the, the relo, not, not the it, buyer. It's right?
1: some combination of like they agree, you know, they, the, the seller can say yes, but then ultimately the relo company has to sign the contract. Sure. Okay. And so a relo company, I don't want to speak on behalf of all relo companies, but you know what they want? They want to say yes, and they want it to be done. Yeah. They want the slam dunk. Exactly. And so our buyers, having written the offer of like, hey, oh, you want that price? Here it is. I I don't know. I bet I'll get the story over time. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling they were just like,
2: awesome. Yeah. This is exactly what we were looking for. Exactly. Why should we wait around? Yeah. Well, And and I'm not sure if this fits your your buyers or your example, David, but I know we last week we talked about it, but it bears repeating this week. We can do fast closings, Mm -hmm. especially if that matters to the seller, because this is all about giving the seller what they want, yes. right? So if the seller- Fast, slow, medium. The seller wants their money in two weeks, their sale proceeds, we can make Bring that happen. If the seller wants their money in two weeks, but wants another month in the house, we can make that happen too. It's just up to the buyer to allow the seller to stay in the house. Yeah. Now, the thing that, I, I, this, is, this is an aside, but it's worth noting for all the real estate agents out there, I've seen both new and very experienced real estate agents- not know that Fannie Mae has a 60-day Calendar day. 60 calendar days, thank you, where a buyer needs to be able to take occupancy of the home within 60 calendar days. Otherwise, they will not lend on it as a primary residence. And that matters a ton to the borrower because Fannie Mae makes some very big differences uh, in financing between primary residences and second homes or investment properties. Yes. So, again, this is an aside, but it's worth noting. If you are... An agent out there trying to get your buyers into the winner circle, absolutely feel free to offer post-closing occupancy, but please do not make it for more than 60 calendar days. Unless it's a second a home purchase or, a, or an investment property, in which case it doesn't matter.
1: And so this was over the weekend, last weekend. Yeah. And we went into the weekend and back to the witch's brew of rates. Mm-hmm. Know, rates are kind of were drifting away from us. Yeah. But then the debt ceiling thing was resolved, and poof, on Tuesday when we all came back from the long weekend, rates improved. Rates improved again a little bit on Wednesday. And so it was nice that I could pick up the phone and be like- yeah, deliver that good news. Yeah, hey, yeah. A nice little improvement in rates, which mm. looks good on paper. Well, how much is it actually moving their monthly payment? Tens of dollars. Mm-hmm. But for them, and I'll stand on my chair for at least today's
2: show- <laughs> Yeah, that it, wasn't it the thing. It didn't matter. Yeah, they like, wanted oh, cool. on Friday. They wanted the house. Yeah, they 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 got their accepted offer when when rates were at seven. Exactly, you know, and not that they yeah, not that they want the seven percent rate, but it it's not the thing.
1: Thankfully, that's no longer the case. But it wasn't going
2: to be the determinant.
1: No. All right, when we come back, more stories from the front lines of mortgage and real estate. You are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM six twenty WTMJ.
0: Back to get into a house back to the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on WTNK.
1: welcome to the back half of the acunet mortgage and realty show uh, what i wanted to get to was we're calling this devil in the details but tim you were telling me about a client who is it that there's real life and then there's mortgage life
2: yeah so this is a dance that Any seasoned loan consultant is familiar with, but I'll give you the background details to this story. So uh, this guy is actually just graduating from seminary and has accepted uh, a call to uh, to a church. And with it came a a formal job offer letter. Right. But his income is based of two different sort of categories or, or buckets. He has a guaranteed base salary. Yeah which we can use immediately or even before he starts with a future income program that we have. But then he has other income that is also guaranteed in his contract, but it's a housing allowance or Which stipend. I believe is tax-free.
1: I am it, not a tax advisor. Please check with Cousin Paul S. Wickert. right Ac- uh, tax, tax, tax Services. Advisor. Yeah.
2: So in real life, he is getting this total Both. amount of money. Yeah, his base salary and his housing stipend or housing allowance because the church is not providing housing for him, he has to go out and try to buy a house, which is why he called me. But they're going to float him some money for that every month on top of his base salary to help lessen the blow. His current housing is provided rent-free by the seminary. So he's been living rent-free, but because he's been provided that housing, he has not been getting a housing allowance currently. And that's a key detail. I run through the pre-approval and something's rattling in the back of my head. Like, I need to do a little bit more research on this housing allowance money because in real life, he's getting it. Right. It's reusable money, but in the mortgage world, there's a distinction between real-life income and what's known as qualifiable income, meaning yeah. what income can you use? To what actually, fits in the Fannie yeah, Freddie rule? Book. Yeah, what will Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac allow to be used as income to qualify for the mortgage? So I, I do, do some digging. We actually check with a couple of our loan outlets, and they all unfortunately come back with the same answer, which is we will use it but they have to show a 12 month history of already getting it uh, and also it needs to be you know likely to continue for the next 3 years so he, but he con- just graduated exactly uh, so the problem is, is that even though it's on his contract it is likely to continue for 3 years he doesn't have a history of receiving it for the last 12 months okay. so that did reduce the amount of mortgage they can qualify for luckily it's not going to restrict them too bad on the um the house hunt and the price range they want to search for. And the other thing is too, we're going to probably go like uh, totally ballpark. Are they buying 50,000 less house now? Yeah, probably like 30 or 40,000 okay. less. Right. Yeah. It's not terrible. They'll still find something that I think they're going to be happy with. But the other thing is like, they're going to qualify all the way up to the max of their financial blood pressure, as Brian likes to call it, the, yeah. the debt to income ratio. And I personally feel fine with that because I know in real life, they actually do have other money that we just can't utilize. Oh, yeah. So like, that's also the difference between like on paper and, their debt to income ratio looks bad. It looks like how are you going to afford this place? But pass fail mortgage. Yeah, pass fail mortgage. And the reality is they're not going to be house poor because they do have all this extra money coming. Is it substantial housing allowance? Are um, they moving from out of state, locally, or even here know, in town? From Milwaukee to Racine, we'll call okay. it. And I'm kind of making that up, but it's within the certain. Uh, it's, it's all within the same state. So I think you also had a devil's in the details well, story to share. For sure. A TMJ listener who
1: called us and lives out of state now. Spouse works in healthcare, And a spouse receives, you know, not just kind of a version of what you said, not just base salary, but also a per diem. Yeah. Which I believe is Latin. It sounds Latin. But guess what? On the Fannie Mae rulebook per diem
2: can't use it no go and real so it's not qualifiable income even though in real life they're getting it yeah in their bank account wow
1: yeah but you know what's funny i tell folks over the phone i'm like all right my dad is the chief honesty officer yeah which makes me some kind of deputy you too at that point <laughs> as some kind of deputy deputy honesty deputy officer. honesty officer and it always makes me feel good when we share what's kind of crummy news like, yeah. of course I want to help you. Like, that's how, yeah, and that's we're not how we make, stay in business. Yeah, we're not
2: going to make money if we don't create mortgages for someone. It's not like we don't uh, want to lend people money, but there's yet, rules we have to follow. The good news is to be, uh,
1: the guy said thank you, like at the end of our conversation, that I think borrowers would prefer honesty oh, rather than yeah. like, I don't, and it's not. The opposite of that is not lying. It's just if yeah, you well, if, if you are counting on that fact, and then it turns out to not be true. It's a big problem later on. That's a problem. On. It's
2: like, do you want the splinter taken out of your foot now, or do you want it to get infected and amputate Whoa. your foot later? Okay. To keep you have been working term. with a
1: lot of doctors yeah. <laughs> lately.
2: But I, I think to that same topic, David, when we get back from the break, uh, I want to share a different story, and I think you have one as well, mm-hmm. of how honest advice and good loan consulting can lead to us, uh, not in the short term, being able to do business with someone, but is, I think, very valuable and appreciated to the customer. You're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ.
0: Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: All right. We are back on the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. My name is Tim, joined by my colleague, David. David, in this segment, I think we both have interesting stories to share about just in the daily duties of our loan consulting. We've uh, had a chance to give some non-bias advice to folks that we weren't actually directly in the loan process with and how sometimes that can just generate- just good karma. Yeah, it generates on a lot good of- karma good. Brand, Whoa, good, On good karma brand, 620 WTMJ. Good tie-in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they appreciated it. So- my story was a gentleman called in, already had an accepted offer on a house, already pre-approved with a different lender. And he was calling around because I think he heard us on the radio show. We seemed like decent people. And his current lender kept on, and these are his words, not mine, but they kept on kind of changing the game plan on him on what they were going to require. <laughs> red flag. Yeah, it, it, it can be red play red flag for sure. Uh, they were changing the game plan on what they would require for loan approval. And I was finding more info. Is this local? Yeah, local. Oh, okay. Milwaukee area, and um, I won't share the details on on his financial situation, obviously, but he had some things in his fairly recent past mm-hmm. that I knew were going to preclude him from qualifying for a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional mortgage. Okay, So I immediately thought, oh, well, his current pre-approval lender must have a FHA pre-approval for him. And he's like, nope, not an FHA loan. I was like, okay, uh, something ain't adding up. And he volunteered the information. No, I'm getting a bank statement. Loan, uh-huh. which is a for those who don't know out there, it's a portfolio loan where someone qualifies off of literally 12 months of bank statements as a proof of monthly income and cash flow. Yep, because it's portfolio, not backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or FHA for that matter, the rate is pretty rough, and that's why he was calling around as well. He's like, Yeah, they're quoting me 8.125, and I, you know, I said, Believe it or not. Sir, that's actually not that bad. I priced it up myself because we have a bank statement option, mm-hmm. and we were at 8.625 yeah. for that scenario. And I said, listen, if I thought I could get you a substantially lower rate, I would dig into this more with you and, and maybe pick up the ball where the other lender's drop it and try to get you into the end zone. But the reality is, for that type of loan program, and, and I believe that that is all he qualifies for at the moment okay. based on his financial situation, I told him, I would actually stick with your current lender. Fortunately, it means I'm not going to do the loan for you, and I'm not going to generate any business off of that for the time being. But I think in his real life, especially already being under contract, it's going to be less stressful for him to stay the course with his current lender. And I said, I think there's a time in the relatively near future where I would be able to help you refinance into either an FHA or a conventional mortgage. But I asked him, I was like, do you want this house? And he's like, yes, I really want the house. I'm like, okay. Then I think you need to tolerate this totally not great interest rate and payment for nine, 10, 11 payments. And then I'm going to, I already have the calendar set in my phone to call him in April of 2024 mm-hmm. and see what his world looks like at that point and, and maybe we can help him out. And he was very appreciative of just the kind of the non-biased advice, both to, I think, affirm that his lender wasn't trying to pull a fast one yeah. on him. And then also just to realize I'm not trying to make a quick buck off of him. And, and I know you and I share this mindset. We're in this for the long haul. I've connected with people. I'm still a young man. Come on. Yeah, same. I've connected with people where it's been three or four years before I actually did a loan for them. Yeah. And along the way, we're chatting and connecting and consulting and providing good advice. So I like those types of interactions sometimes just as much as helping someone with a mortgage. You're not. You're generating goodwill. Yeah. Is what that is. Absolutely.
1: Um, My version of that different client called in wanting to downsize. Okay. And as is true for a lot of Folks, you know, who have been in their current home for a long time, paid down that loan. Home's gone up in value. Holy cow, do they have a lot of equity. Yeah, which is great. (laughs) I think her words were, but this house is going to kill me (laughs) because it's just too big and she's going to be an empty nester, you know, relatively soon. And repeat customer of Acunet Mortgages. And I told her because she wants to buy a smaller home, twofold, one, she should go set up a home equity line of credit Absolutely. for like yeah. $300,000. Yeah. But leave it at zero.
2: Yep, don't draw on it. Don't draw on it cuz
1: then you start paying interest. But then when the right house pops up, she can go then write a cash offer. Yeah. Or what feels like
2: cash to the seller.
1: Yeah. Cuz it's not contingent on financing. No. I've got
2: access to the money. Yeah. The loan's already opened, and it's just sitting at a zero balance. Well, and
1: in the competitive So there's there's the whole, like, step one, set it up so that you're ready. But the other piece is, like, you are competing against other people who would like to afford a $300,000 house. Yeah. And- one way to be more competitive than those other people is to be able to show up with a suitcase of money.
2: Yeah, well, and I think the key detail that in your customer scenario, David, she doesn't need a long-term mortgage on this new place. Correct. Right. Although so, we had
1: that a brief version of that conversation as sure, well.
2: Sure, it's not a one-size-fits-all recommendation depending on some other factors, but I think the end result is that we couldn't directly help her because all we are we are in the long-term mortgage business. Yeah, we don't we're do short-term in, loans. Yeah, we're not in short-term financing, but you still were that uh, voice of knowledge and consulting, and I, I'm sure you know she appreciated it. And
1: ultimately, it. our conversation kind of, maybe the answer is somewhere in the middle. Maybe sure. maybe she uses a lot of this equity to put half down, and then we still lend her the other half, mm-hmm. and she you know sits with the cash for a while after she's sold the old house. All right. One more segment uh, right after this break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
0: Helping you find a place to call home. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to the last segment of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Tim, I wanted to dive into an email that our colleague, Jason Weber, got last week. Shout out to Jason Weber. Shout out. Who just celebrated 20 years yeah, of Acunet Mortgage, that. too. Don't, um, so that's a good run. I asked him if he would stick around for 20 more. He was like, I'm going to try to. So, <laughs> uh, So... This has to do with retired persons. Okay. Because the mortgage world is mostly, mostly cares about income. Yeah. Way more than we actually care about assets, which I think that melds people's minds sometimes. It's like, I got the money in the bank. I could pay this off
2: right now. I would say it a slightly different way. The mortgage world looks at income versus assets completely differently than real humans do. Because another example
1: they, of mortgage life versus real life. Uh, yeah,
2: you know, in real life if you have a million dollars in the bank, that can be your income cuz literally you use it to pay your bills mm-hmm. and do whatever you need to do. In the mortgage world and trust me when I say this doesn't make sense and I probably don't personally agree with this policy, if you got a million dollars in the bank, that is an asset. It is not income, and the mortgage world needs both to create a mortgage.
1: Well, after describing that, like, I understand you might have the funds, the lending world does not want the money back from you, borrower, any faster than the monthly payments, because guess what? It means you're paying interest, which is the whole reason why lending exists. Correct. That's how they make money. So this client sent in what is basically the snapshot of their financial life. And first of all, I just want to tell these people, congratulations, because you are doing excellent. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. And yet, when trying to fit their round life into the square mortgage pool, it's it's not that there's a disconnect, but they don't quite have a lot of
2: income. Yeah. Because they, in real life, don't need it.
1: (laughs) Well, exactly. Because they got all this money. Yeah. And so we, our favorite tool... Is for folks who are retirement age, which I believe remains 59 and a half, yep. we can set up, you know, you've got this IRA or an old 401k from a previous employer. It's all about turning that asset into income. Uh, a source. But we of, do that yeah. all the time.
2: A source of qualifiable income in the eyes of the mortgage world.
1: Exactly. For these folks, they are not yet at retirement age. Ooh. The other opportunity might so they, so be So they
2: were doing so well they saved up enough money to retire before being considered of the retirement yes, age. Yes, I yeah.
1: think they've been retired for several years. They're, Again, they're doing good too, on too good. Yeah.
2: The other opportunity might be
1: dividends and interest. Sure. Which I'm going to say
2: that is a tool in the mortgage carpenter's it does, shop. It does exist. The number of loans I've gotten approved with dividend and interest income I can probably count on one hand.
0: A-
1: and the reason why is because it normally takes two years worth of tax returns, mm-hmm. showing that this income was generated, yeah. showing it on your tax and, returns, and pointing at, hey, where did the what yeah. asset account did it come from? Yeah.
2: And, you know, when someone, especially with a lot of money, files their tax returns, sometimes there are very real reasons to try to not show a lot of Income taxable on, on yeah. paper, right? So that can be another barrier. So, so the last
1: possibility is we do have a asset depletion yeah. program where it requires larger down payment, requires there's there's parameters around this, mm-hmm. but we can. Dad always like to say synthetically, <laughs> we can turn your asset into income on paper
2: yeah which is kind of all they care about to the customer's perspective i i recognize this or i try to think this way while still being in the mortgage industry, they just care can i get this loan or not like i don't care yeah, what you know need what they to do. want
1: a house yeah
2: yeah how do you make that happen i don't care what you need to call a thing yeah. and call it another thing <laughs> it's just can you get it done
1: the other opportunity might be they're About to approach retirement age. And so maybe it's a Texas two-step. They clearly have the means to go stroke a check. Yeah. And at some point in the future, we could help, if they want to recoup Mm -hmm. that cash because they would like the borrowed money, we can still help them do that. There's probably more than
2: one way to get this done for them.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's, that's what we enjoy because... Everyone at Accurate Mortgage is in this for the long haul. It's not just thinking about how can I get this one client to buy a house next month. No. I tell my clients, I want to be your mortgage guy I, for 10 I, years, I say the for, same for 20 thing. years. I
2: want to help someone buy their first home, their next home, downsize, and then buy a Florida home for vacation. Exactly. I want to be along for that entire ride.
1: If you would like that long-term perspective on how to win, not just today, but also make your mortgage, mortgage smarter, cheaper, and better over time. All you got to do is click on the blue button at acunet.com. That's A-C-C-U-N-E-T dot Tim, it's been a pleasure. Same to you, David. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620. W T
0: M. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage LLC and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.